Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Total Experience podcast from Tribal London, a podcast about brand experience, what it is, how it works and how we can do it better. My name is Richard Cable and I'm head of content here at Tribal. This is only episode six of the Total Experience podcast, but we've already had a stack of positive reaction from not just the UK, but all around the world with listeners on every continent on the planet, bar Antarctica. That's why we thought for this episode we'd head across the Atlantic, figuratively speaking of course, to the United States and ask New York-based creative consultant Lee Baker what we can learn from America and what America can learn from us about brand experience in a crisis. So my name is Lee Baker. I'm the founder of a brand consultancy called We at Lee Baker, uh, based in New York City. Prior to that, I spent about 25 years leading agencies and global brands for publicist group, uh, TBWA, Shire Day. And I spent 14 years in London. I've been in New York for 13 years. I guess being a Brit and having experienced what it's like to work with various elements of brand experience in the UK and then going over to the US and doing the same in the US. I mean, you've got a very interesting and quite a quite an eclectic background. You touch lots of areas of, of brand experience. I'm just interested to know... What what are your top level takeouts about how the whole experience of brands is different in the UK compared to the US? I think the obvious difference is scale. Um, and I think with scale comes a sort of very different dynamic in terms of, you know, what it is to do mass marketing. I would say US brands, from a kind of tone and behavior point of view, look for, I guess, a much more immediate impact. Yeah, it's a harder sell. Um, it's quicker jokes. You know, it's almost kind of quite slapstick in a time. It doesn't need a lot of deconstruction. You see a lot of work where the kind of heart, the heart is is very much worn on the sleeve in, in a way that, you know, at home in the UK, I think culturally we might feel a bit uncomfortable about sort of being so sort of open so quickly. One of the things that struck me with working uh, with brands in the US I think in the US, brands play a bigger part in people's lives. Is that something you would agree with? You know, you've got to look at things like the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's not just people in the ad industry who watch Super Bowl to watch the ads. You know, it's part of popular culture. I think it's really interesting that, you know, you've picked a really good example there because it's hard to imagine anywhere else where advertising could be a major cultural moment. And I think, you know, the one that always sticks in my mind, it was from a few years ago. It was... uh, Clint Eastwood, and the spot was called, I think it was called Half T- It's Halftime for America. And it was kind of coming out of like the last recession. It's the kind of thing if I think we saw at home at halftime of the cup final, we'd be like, oh, please give me a break. It, it's weird how at halftime of the Super Bowl, you can have a spot that's saying it's halftime for America. What are we going to do? People go like, America, <laughs> you know, like, whereas in certain cultures, not least ours, I think we'd say like, put the kettle on, you know, what's that nonsense? In the UK, it feels like, okay, the government had a slow start. Uh, and I think, you know, people are still picking over the bones of that. But they have been led by the science, generally speaking. Um, and it, for some pretty battered national institutions, have had, a, have had a good pandemic. By contrast, in the US, it feels like some institutions that were already pretty battered have almost yeah. just crumbled into nothing. And so who stepped into the breach? Um, I think you've seen brands try and fill that, fill that vacuum. There's sort of like three types of, of response that I've seen. On the one hand, there's been this kind of, let's call it a brand-led, positioning-led response. You know, how do we brand the cultural moment? 
the ones that have kind of really tried to brand the moment, I, I've been the most cynical about. I mean, I think Nike, it was a great initiative when they, they came out uh, with their campaign that was, you know, if you ever wanted to play uh, play for millions, you know, kind of now's the time, do it at home type of thing, work out at home, which is a great, which is a great sentiment. But, you know, it was very early. It was like mid-March. It felt almost a little bit opportunistic. I think you've seen a lot of brands be very driven by the the impulse to do something, which is which is the right impulse, I think. You have banks coming out saying things like, as my bank did, you know, a whole campaign, we're here for you. They had a big Zoom sort of shot of all their, you know, advisors you could talk to. And then, you know, it was like the website was completely overloaded. There was a call center number, if you can believe that, that was like an hour and a half wait. Um, and so I, I have huge, you know, empathy for them in the, in the way that, that it must have been a nightmare to stand that up. But but the kind of words and the deeds didn't didn't really match. And then lastly, you're seeing some quite good successes and, and, and one or two that I thought were interesting, you know, ironically come out of the sort of QSR world where, you know, people who, brands who have a much more kind of promotional mindset have sort of looked at this and gone, well, you can almost sort of tailor a, a promotion that, that creates sort of some sense of branded utility. You know, Burger King uh, sort of, again, took quite a promotional approach. They said, all right, we're going to do home delivery. Okay, that's new news. Didn't know that QSR did home delivery. Uh, it's going to be free. We're going to donate a percentage of sales for the nurses and healthcare. I'm like, okay, good move. And then the actual spot was about celebrating the thing you wouldn't celebrate, which is kind of celebrating the stay-at-home couch potato, saying you guys are the real patriots. It was it was like a branded thing, but a promotional thing. But it kind of it felt like a much more appropriate response from them in this moment. Our experience in the UK has been that most brands have literally just stopped. Or there was a moment where they just stopped doing everything. They switched off all the taps and they went, hang on a second, we just need to just need to regroup. Uh, and some of them are still in that phase. And, you know, we're six weeks into the lockdown here. It doesn't feel like there was a pause in the US. It's like nobody went, right, we're stopping marketing. They felt like instinctively... Instead of stopping marketing, everybody was just trying to figure out a way to do it in the in the in the current crisis. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think maybe that goes back to, you know, the what we talked about at the beginning about brands seeking or businesses, frankly, seeking immediate impact. I, I felt there was like a pause, and maybe it was just the production lag, you know, in the first couple of weeks as opposed to a couple of months, and then I think what you've seen is. You know, everybody had the same creative solve, which was stock, vignette-based. You know, we can talk about our people at least, or we can talk about we're still here. And then, you know, cut to end frame with Zoom, you know, Zoom boxes, and we're all here together in some strange way. At the moment, we're in a very reactive state. You know, this is this is new and this is big, or it's still relatively new, and it's still and it's very very big. And everything is right there in front of you. And everybody's reacting to that thing that's just in front of them. My thought was that actually brands really need to be, because the fatigue with that particular situation is setting in already. People are sick to death of being locked down. They don't really need reminding that they're locked down. They don't need the empty streets and the we're here for you. Um, Those are important messages in the moment as a reactive thing. But it feels like 
the smarter brands will be projecting forward and thinking like, okay, this is going to be going on for some time. Now, what what's the what's what's the world going to look like in three months, six months, twelve months, eighteen months while we're still living with this thing? And then where do I fit into that? And that feels to me like the smart behaviour. But I think I'm just starting to see, you know, some sort of green shoots of let's call it brand behaviour, where you know people aren't trying to be inappropriate, but they're trying to say, okay, like how do we tonally start to shift this um, to a place where it's just a little bit more optimistic. The Geico, which is one of the biggest um, insurance companies here. And, you know, they just, they're just running a spot right now, which is, it's like set in New York or somewhere. And um, it's a family who are sort of trapped indoors, uh, living their life, being tormented by the family upstairs who've all taken up like Spanish tap dancing, right? <laughs> and it's, it's not about COVID at all. But it's reflective of the moment, right? And it's and it it's kind of funny. It's showed a way to get back to who we are as people and play to that. And I think what you were just talking about there was that that was really interesting. Was that idea that actually you you've already you've already sensed that some brands are going. Look, we know it's bad, but we're gonna move, we're gonna shift the creative response to that into an area which feels like a creative response that we often have to like hardship and economic downturn which is to be a little bit escapist and to yeah. be go, reach for something kind of funny and lighthearted and optimistic because that is i guess is a, is a fundamental part of human nature and that's just what we do in a crisis and i think it's really interesting you've you've noticed that that's that's something that's already emerging what you see and are seeing is just a shift in tone you know a different kind of empathy empathy that's not just like oh isn't it bad it's like yeah, it's bad, but like, isn't it funny how we're coping with it? You know, isn't it interesting the way that we're now behaving? In terms of brand experience, it feels like the thing we have to learn from America is that they've already shifted to a slightly like trying other tones of voice, trying a different tonality around that in, a, in the terms of the creative and the advertising. So there is a like an interesting thing for us to look at there. But on the flip side, the US can learn from the UK in the rest of the brand experience. I think that difference, you know, and again, it's a sample of one, but, you know, my experience of I need to look into if I can defer my mortgage for three months in the UK, which took, taking aside how long it took me to find my account information, once I found my account information, took minutes to trying to get hold of my bank here to sort one or two things out, which took about a day, uh, combined with, you know, the, the sort of cultural na narrative of, on the one hand, at least fundamentally a message from the centre out about unity in the UK. And here where unfortunately it's just, um, you know, a partisan fight and almost a fight, like I said, between not just pro-Trump, anti-Trump, like a fight between ideologies. It's almost like science against creationists or something. I'm not quite sure. But but it's an it's become an ideological battle you know where one side seeing it as a as a, a battle for freedom you know against sort of liberal oppression and the other side saying please obey science because we're never going to get back to normal you know so you you there's there's kind of differences um and and you know obviously uk is a, is a smaller as a smaller population a different kind of country but i but for me as a brit living here um you know i i've certainly looked across the pond and seen you know, one or two things that I'm like, you know, I wish 
you know, certainly for next time round that, that we'd be a little bit better at being more unified, you know, be a little bit more ready, you know, using digital um, experiences. Yeah, I think that there are some things both sides, but personally, you know, I've, I think there's a lot the UK's done right. That's it for this episode of the Total Experience podcast from Tribal London. I hope you enjoyed it and we'd love to hear about your perspective wherever you are. So please feel free to get in touch via info at tribalworldwide.co.uk. That's info at tribalworldwide.co.uk. I'd also strongly recommend that you like, share, subscribe, and of course, rate the podcast as the mood takes you. I've been Richard Cable. Thanks for listening. Stay home and stay safe.